you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Going to the hurry of offense. Good protection. Intercepted by Ray Lewis, and Lewis is on his way. He's going to go for a touchdown. Well, the so they got to keep him out of the end zone. Dennis. Oh, the ball. Picked up by Nick Harper. Oh, my. Harper with Roethlisberger to beat. Roethlisberger makes the tackle. DeLone fires to an open Smith. Steve oh. Smith is going to go all the way. No flags down. Smith scores. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off! Rachel Harris has it! And he's over! Hi and hello football fans! Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program presented as always by McDonald's. McCafe, wake up, win the day. Go get yourself one of them $1 coffees. Any size. Any size $1 coffees. I've been taking advantage of that. No what one, a steal. No one, no one appreciates the fast food items more than hey. Matt Money Smith. You hear his voice. That's right. Harmon's in here. Greg Rosenthal, boss of Around the NFL, is in here. Fellas, you just heard some great moments from the divisional round. As far as that goes, I encourage you, nay demand. Really uh, pleased with the uh, – really proud of uh, Bartlett. Well, that's condescending to say I'm proud of. Way to go, of Barty. Another grown man. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate the great work of Bartlett and David Lair. It's condescending because you sound so surprised that you're yeah. They actually did a nice job with it. I'm, sh- I'm shocked. It's the yeah. actually. It's fair. It's the adverb actually that undermines a compliment. Like, yeah. hey, Matt Harmon actually had uh, not a half bad idea here. You know, that's a don't, seems actually accurate. But anyway, uh, I see what you did there. Eternal Red Zone. You heard that? That was just a a small sample there. So go check out the full thing. We go through. Some great that, – this is how you get right for the divisional round in front of it. You go back and look at some of the greatest moments in divisional round history. Red zone style, we pretend all the games kicked off at the same time. The original broadcast, it's gangbuster stuff, as you could hear some of the great uh, iconic voices in uh, play-by-play history there, as well as uh, those plays. So please check that out, nfl.com. Slash DDFP is how you do it. Lots of you watch the uh, the wild card round. Now uh, the divisional round, I, I dare say, is even better than this one. Also, while I'm uh, self-promoting and promoting some of our stuff here podcast-wise, 
Uh, NFL Pick'em, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Greg Rosenthal and the Around the NFL fellas, the Move the Sticks Sticks scouts. Ike Taylor and Cynthia Freeland and I chopping up all the games in the divisional round. Watch that. A lot of you watched that last Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing that. And then uh, the uh, we have coming up here, Matt Money Smith, pl- renowned play-by-play man. Colin. Yeah, speaking of iconic play-by-play voices, right? The mm. much ballyhooed yeah, this guy. <laughs> loser bowl. Who would win a game between uh, the uh, the guy and, I mean, between the uh, Niners and the Browns? Nobody. Oh, wow. The answer is everybody loses. So we, well, have, an, we have an answer to this. Well, we did. We simulated it, it on Madden, and uh, yep. Money's going to provide the call. Speaking of calls, Kevin Harland, one of the great voices um, of the last quarter century in play-by-play, uh, joined us on the most recent DDFP. Go check that out. Uh, great fellow there. All right, let's jump into the hurry up. You heard the news. The Chargers are no longer San Diego's. In fact, the Chargers may just leave that name behind. We don't know yet. They're coming to L.A. We can do a deeper dive at a later point. We have so much uh, actual football to talk about. I don't mean to uh, dismiss this story. Obviously, massive for football fans in San Diego. Uh, heart goes out to them. That that really does stink. You know, really, uh, uh, it's the end of an era. If you grew up with a team, I can't imagine one of my teams moving away from uh, from my uh, hometown. But um, I can. I lost the Chicago Cardinals when I was a young boy. <laughs> mm. There's still a hole in my heart. You do have the voice of a 170-year-old. <laughs> yes, I do, don't I? <laughs> that smoky voice. Yeah, yeah your face, uh, your youthful looks betray that voice certainly but all right money let's start with you yes let's do this so it's I mean LA it'll be interesting and we'll see how it resolves itself I think certainly obviously population size can support two teams I you know I don't know how where the heart is though but we'll talk about that at a later day what should this team be called? Because they are talking about like well, Art Modell here, here's did, what I leaving say. the name behind. Well, the, logo, the logo's got a bolt on it. Yes, so I know, but that's only the for Chargers the Chargers. Isn't that right. not official? The logo's not official either. Right. No, it was just that? a social media thing. Yeah. The uh, no, they can't change their name yet. So they would have to apply, and you know, it's like the whole uniform thing that the Rams, right. when they wanted to go straight blue and gold, five years. And here's the thing: I, I would like to see them change the name um, because I, I believe that San Diego is a far more viable football market for. The the NFL than some of the markets we currently have. And if I were a team, and I don't want to name the markets because I don't feel like picking on fan bases, but I can think about five where I would immediately pick up the phone and say to Roger Goodell, hey, we're in. Um, how about you just fast track this? We'll move straight to Qualcomm right now. Pull up stakes, moving vans across the country. Mm. Let's go. Take the Chargers logo all as well. Super Bowl market, everybody wins. So for that reason, yeah, I, I would like to see them take a new mascot and leave the Chargers in San Diego for another team. I know people feel like it's a slap in the face to San Diego. No, quite the opposite. It's what Art Modell did. It's the one good thing he did for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, stop. Stop. Leave the mascot behind. Because he left because now the Cleveland Cleveland Browns Browns are still there. Well, here's the thing. Pro pro football is not adding a third team, I don't think, in Southern California. I agree with you about San Diego, and yet – it, it's hard to imagine them yeah. putting another team after these two teams left. This team has been there for 56 years. Yes. That's 16 years longer than the Browns were in Cleveland before they moved. That's even longer than the Colts were in Baltimore before they moved. People get on the Chargers fans because, you know, it's not always the most packed place in the world. No, it's a good fan base. It, though, it's the team of the city. I was there at their, their very last game covering it and talked to a lot of the fans there. And the people that were there this year, they've 
felt like they were the last of the Mohicans. They were. They said, well, we used to have a 22-person group and everyone would come, and now we're down to six because, you know, screw the ownership. Basically, exactly. they, were, they were angry with the ownership, and who can blame them, and who can blame them for voting no on that stadium measure? And for all those people who have been coming there, a couple guys said they've been coming since 62 at Balboa Stadium. I mean, I don't think they're getting the team back. It, yeah. It's it's so the fair, worst. You know, that's a worst. fair point, practical it's, point. Three teams in the same market, but I do it, think. There's three teams in Florida. There's three teams in Florida. You tell me what's more viable. Three I teams know, but in Florida. Not or th- by but I'm just saying. What's, but again, it's a, it's an $18 million metro for the LA area, and it's a $4 million right. person. I should 18 million person metro, $4 million person metro for San Diego. That's more viable than the state of there Florida. There are three teams within 100 miles, you know, in Philadelphia, exactly. New Jersey. So I, I don't think it's so far out of the realm of possibility. And again, I think part of the product, you know, part of the issue with those fans is this dance they've been doing for a decade. Right. And, and that's, but if you have a team that is now dedicated, we're going to partner with San Diego State and the league, and we are going to re, because that stadium is a Well, let's not spin it. It's it one of the complete, worst NFL franchises. It, it they, is, yeah. they haven't won a Super Certainly. Bowl. They've been there the right. whole Super Bowl era. They haven't won one. They've been to one. Right. So I'm saying location, ride. new stadium. I think it is still viable. I would have no problem envisioning a would, team well, moving there as opposed to one of these smaller I think in the meantime, the, the savvy play would be, because obviously, you know, I love uniforms and team names and all that jazz. I think to engage a broader, to cast a wider net, L.A. already has the Rams. They have claimed the brand Los Angeles. I like your, I, I like your approach here. I think you distinguish yourself. And by the way, do the right thing and embrace San Diego. Hey, San, I mean, you know, by the way, the L.A. Rams moved to Orange County, you know, and, and, and they maintained the killed, L.A. name. But it killed their fan base. I know. Killed but, their fan yeah. base. When but they I that. think That's you try. I, I, it's a little bit of, like we're not forgetting about right. you, San Diego. I think you become the California. I think, those, I think they're yeah. done. I San Diego yeah. hates L.A. They do. Like like Boston but hates you do have a lot of people. It's not that That's the thing. You the do, SoCal. As yeah, someone who's called SoCal. a lot of those games, you do have a pretty healthy contingency of South Orange County folks that I think will make their way to StubHub Center and Carson that will end up, you know, kind of maintaining sure. their fandom for this team. I don't know how big that is. Maybe 15,000, I think, is probably the cap There are a lot of, of people number. who would make the commute on train and by auto down to San Diego oh, to yeah. watch those games. So I think that uh, that same fan base will turn around and drive north or ride north. It'll be closer. I'll say this. Hollywood Knights I like is it. one spelled with a K. I do like Hollywood it. Hollywood mm. Stars would be fun. Eh. Well, you go, here's one. Dallas. Can't have that stars. Dallas is, yeah. is too closely affiliated with the stars. No bad ideas here. No well, bad ideas here. There was a couple bad ideas. Also, here. this is the movie industry. The mistake was taking the Mighty Ducks. That wasn't a movie franchise that was going to endure. <laughs> so that was the mistake. But Star Wars will. How about you go the Hollywood or the L.A. or the California Rebels. Mm. How about that? Or the Rogues. No? If you sell it to to Disney. Sounds too much like the Toronto Raptors on the heels of Jurassic Park, and boy, are they lamenting that. That's that's different. It's not the the Raptors. (laughs) But I'm just saying, I think, you know, it seemed like a good idea. It's dinosaurs. Kids love dinosaurs. but Star Wars ain't going anywhere, friend. And the other Uh, one is, well, I have two other ones I want to share with you guys. I've shared this one before. Quickly, just quickly. i got to put this in there because I'm the one that brought it up. Whoever decided to pair the color purple with the dinosaur 
should hopefully has been, uh, I don't know, sent to Greenland or something <laughs> like that because of all the colors to apply to a dinosaur, they decide to go with purple. That's that was decision. their Exactly. That was their mistake. By the way, you also, out of context, just sounded like if we were to lift that out, you said whoever combined the color purple with, uh, with the dinosaur. Like, <laughs> that Oprah, all right? Listen like, here. Oprah that could, was the most fascinating T-Rex ever. Two of America's favorite franchises. Yes. Together. Her nuanced performance as uh, the Stegosaurus was something I'll never forget. Never. Um, oh, beautiful. I'll go with, speaking of things that aren't too far off of the dinosaurs, how about the L.A. Rhinos? You get the double whammy here. You get the double meaning uh, that they're, you know, it's a fierce beast, one, but two, a lot of uh, rhinoplasty enthusiasts. Uh, in, in oh, that's, that's actually, now that you mention that, it's a little clever. Now listen, well, you, I also you have lived it. here You could have just uh, liked it on enough. Twitter. I that have is a you muted, shot. perhaps. I, I bet you did. <laughs> that was a cheap shot. All right, that's a cheap shot. You're no longer a Pittsburgh citizen, all right? You are you are an L.A. Hey, this citizen. nose is you have still mine. Your children are California natives, all right? You got it? Now sure. you stop it. I've been hearing the ads for freeze the fat. Where they <laughs> I don't think that's going to help you. You don't think I could fix I me up? I think the freeze the fat is like, you know, I've been working out so hard and I just yeah. got this skin hanging here. i got to figure out a way to get rid of it. I yeah, that workout hard part has to yeah, precede it. I think that's the – That is the funniest thing about moving out here to L.A. I see all the billboards about, you know, lose the weight quickly, yeah. and I think it's going to be like a gym membership, and it's not no, a no, gym freeze membership. Freeze the fat. No. So one other out. one for maybe, you. Uh, maybe your kids will become Chargers fans, by the way. Uh, you could come that? up oh. with the name of the team. I've, I've told them that – I mean, they, they've been instructed. They un, they know what the score is. Why do you do that to them? You can I be a Rams. so wrong. So do I. Rant. You don't – You they don't – they're never going to live in Pittsburgh. Listen. Got, you know, hopefully. You want to – you, you can parent your children the way you see them. No, we're going to parent yours too, Jack. You will not. You will not step. I've told them, root for whatever baseball team you want. It hurts me okay. to say right. root for the hockey team you want. But okay. come on. We got we to gotta stay nope. tied to one thing. You got to be Steelers or don't watch football at my house. That's it. Uh-huh. And All right, then. They can, they, can, they, can, they, can, they can root for the Rams, you see, because that's NFC. and that's our, But we're, we're not going to be Chargers fans. We'll that, see. We'll see that Philip Rivers. He's you know, engaging. When they, when they win the Super Bowl in their first year in L.A. That's right. next year. Not, yeah. a, oh. not a bad roster. I that's better keep him. That's the thing they got an edge on. I mean, who knows? They're hiring a coach like the day they're, they're moving. AFC so, Championship yeah, game in a 27,000-seat venue. How about that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm worried, I'm worried, though, about being in uh, – uh, be, now that you've brought that up, I better keep my children out of Phil Rivers' orbit because, like, walking out of a stadium, it would be very easy for all of a sudden, like, like one of them to get into his car. His, his crew of nine. Not notice that they're living with Phil Rivers for two yep. weeks before they even notice it, yep. you know? All right. Hey, sweetheart, did we pick up a new kid? (laughs) Hey, look at that. Put a bolo tie on him. He'll fit right in. (laughs) He's fine. We'll call him Philly Jr. All right, so the other one I'll throw in is the agents because then that's a tip of the hat to the entertainment. Who likes agents? Nobody likes agents. No, but then you, but but then, uh, but no one's gonna wear something. You know what I mean? Like nobody likes agents. The but you're cute. Kanye you doesn't make like it agents. Look like, no you don't make it look like a Hollywood like secret agent. agent, like a secret agent, and you get with the league and they clear your starting QB to wear 007. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, no bad ideas, like I say. Next up, <laughs> Greg Rosenthal. One of the two reasons uh, I requested the services of the boss on the DDFP today is uh, you wrote, uh, among other things. Your pressure piece. I've noticed mm. you've been doing this during the playoffs. So who does, in fact, because this feeds nicely into my um, curse of supposed to theory here, the team that's supposed to win. Okay. A lot of teams, a lot of individuals crumble from that. Who does have the most pressure on them in, the, in your book going into uh, this weekend? Uh, there's a few good candidates. By your 
parameter is supposed to. I think it's Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the AFC West, they're not going to get a bye too often. You got the Broncos. You got the Raiders. They have built up this team. I think they've kind of set a blueprint. Him and and Dorsey have built up this team in a terrific (laughs) manner. They are balanced. They don't have a superstar quarterback, but they could win the Super Bowl this year. They have not won a home game in Kansas City in over 20 years. I mean, that's a oh, long playoff game. A no long playoff time. game. That That's an insane run. Yeah. And I think those fans are going to feel like if, if they don't win this game, that they're just kind of what everyone says. They're a good team. That's not a great team that can't really play with the big boys. And to me, this is Reed's best chance to win a Super Bowl since 04 with the Eagles. I mean, to me, they're one of five or six teams that could actually do it. It's tough to get that home, home game to start out. And they've got a, an opponent. They can I'm beat. just running it through in my head. If this is a great if this sets up great for them. I mean, you assume that they have to go through Foxborough, so it's hard to it's hard, but their best shot at it, but I hear your but point. But they're good enough. Uh, but they're, they're, they're a two-seed. They're a two-seed. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen when you're in the playoffs. There's also a little talk Dorsey might leave for Green Bay. Yep, it's true. Harmon, I'll say you. Who's uh, got the most pressure on him this week? See, I would have not said the Chiefs because they're such a I don't. They're such. Like, I don't want to say disrespected, but you know everybody kind of Kansas overlooks City, them. There's the pressure. They, That's true. That, they will that be. Is done, true. They will be so furious with that team. Yeah, that that is very true. I I know a lot of Chiefs fans, and and they will be they will be heated. I would say that I know, but 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 strictly by the 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 supposed days, like they're supposed to win. I don't think well, anybody we're not all out there operating really feels, off your theory. Yeah, I know. I, know, I was I gonna know, go Tom, but I'm just for the record on that I hear one. You. On yeah. that side of things. I was going to go with Dom Capers, but they're really not. I mean, outside of the Texans, <laughs> you can make a case of the supposedest for any of these teams. If you take the Texans sure. off the board, I mean, you could go Seahawks right. or Falcons. You can go Chiefs or Steelers. You can go Cowboys think, or Packers. I do think Matt Ryan's a sneaky pick there. I was going to I was gonna potentially to suggest the Falcons yeah. as, that, as that team because I think that they're kind of – they're also a little bit like the Chiefs in some ways. Like, I don't think people expected them to be here at the beginning of the season. They're a number two seed, which I don't think is going to happen like Greg said with the Chiefs in the AFC. It's not going to happen that often in the NFC with some of these loaded teams. I think this might be like and I don't I don't know, maybe I'm being maybe I'm disrespecting the Falcons too that I don't know if I see them, you know, about to build a juggernaut. This might be like a one-year window and I think they need to take advantage of it uh from mm. what they've done on offense this year. That's an interesting. Well, and Dan Quinn a little bit embattled there, you know. I mean, not this year because they've been playing so well, but going into this year, there were sort of whispers as to whether or not he was the right guy. So you win all these right. games, and if it's ugly, if the Seahawks put it on him, I can imagine that being a, a bit of a bad situation down there with old Artie Blank. I go Cowboys. I don't think it's even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is playing the best football of anyone and the way he extends drives, but Jordy, Na- Jordy Nelson is hurt. I don't think he's going to go. That's the sense we're getting. Can you imagine Jerry Jones being like, Hey, I know we lost in the divisional <laughs> round. But it, it was a great year, wasn't it? I mean, we really had a great year. We beat the Packers earlier in the year. Zeke ran all over them. In this game, he just couldn't get it done. Like, no, that is not going to happen. Yeah. The Cowboys have to win this game or Jarrah is going to mm. lose his freaking mind. You cannot go 0 and over in yeah. the playoffs if you're the Cowboys. But they have I, the two rookies that I, makes you feel good. No, no, that's no, what no, I was going to say. It does, but I'm just saying from an like when I say the supposed to and the pressure, I just think of ownership. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so this is now through the lens of other through the prism of an ownership for, of an owner. Cowboys can lose. Like there's I, just no way. It's so true. And you know, I obviously we can conjure a scenario that it's 
early in the fourth quarter. And boy, Jadavian Clowney and Whitney Merciless have just terrorized 12 all day. Yeah. Mm. And the Texans improbably are up a touchdown. But your, that's not going to happen. This was your dream last night. Yes. Right. You no. woke, then you woke well, up. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it would be funny to me if B.O. would go up there and knock him off. That would be hysterical. But here in reality, yes. I'm with money 100%. The feel-good story of 2016 that these rookies are doing it is over. That is not going to be an element no. as, as fans mm. are walking and into that And they beat the Packers in the regular season. Like, they already have that win. That notch is on their belt. That's right. They, they, The Cowboys must win this. And it would have a completely different vibe to mm. it if they were the fifth seed. If the Giants had won the division – Everybody would have been happy in Dallas and in the NFL if the Cowboys had right. nearly returned to relevance. Now they're the number one seed, though. Everybody expects them to win, and all we ever hear about is, oh, the, the most pressure-packed position in all of sports is being the QB of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak, it's a, it's a great thing. Oh, fourth-round pick. No one saw this coming, but it's not going to matter in the fourth. <laughs> Especially with the Romo storyline hanging there. Like, if oh. Dak doesn't play well, now you've got all those angry Cowboy fans. I told you they should have put Romo in. He could have hung with Rodgers, no doubt I, about it. I mean, you think that's all of still that a part of it? if they lose, it's going to oh, be yes. like 37-35 That's what I mean. Is, is what I would expect. Which I yeah, think, I think Dom Capers is another guy like because if they if they lose a game like that, I think it might be his last game with Green Bay. <laughs> is that All possible? Right. I yeah, but I mean, I, how I, about your boy Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, he's not. You know what? You're, an you and I, you and I have talked yeah. about it. I've I've noticed that lately. People out there nationally are starting to catch on. Like this was not Roethlisberger's vintage year. You know, no, the last no. five years. Yeah, this it just would probably- be nice. You got these three guys together for once. Take advantage. I hear you. All right, let's move on now. That uh, leads us now into what? our last hurry-up subject mm. here with Greg Rosenthal. He does his QB index. We did on the show. Ike, Cynthia, and I b- tried our best to do one through eight. Of the remaining QBs, if you're watching us at NFL.com slash DDFP, they're all pictured behind us here. Go ahead, Rosenthal, because I know you sometimes forget. You don't really watch the games. You just, you know, you know who the quarterbacks are left, right? <laughs> just go off what Skip Bayless tells you. <laughs> Smart move. Go ahead. Uh, give us Today the- or yesterday? Okay. So this Wait, is which for- day did he tell you something? Is- or- it's, a move- it's a moving target. I feel a case can be made for Green Bay's number 12, the green and gold a standard. A case? I would assume he's the favorite. Yeah. Oh, really? This, this yeah. season? You're this saying season. who had the best season? No, no, no. Just I, I mean, I don't know. That's well, a little how, different. Who's the yeah. QB you want for this? Right now. For, like, right. you're going into this weekend. Which QB do I want? Who do you want? Right now, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. more than Brady. I mean, Brady was my number oh, one quarterback. I thought I was crazy no, for saying Rodgers. No, that's – they're think, crazy if they think you're crazy. Like, I would take Brady over Rodgers for the MVP. I think he had a better season overall. Yeah, I think games. he's had a, as good a season. He played 75% of the season. That's right. Right. Who knows but, what would have happened but in those, Rogers those played at Rogers played at a borderline top 10 level for half the season. I guess you could yep. say he played for only like, played 75%. Like after that Cowboys game, people were talking about, like, are we ever going to see the great Aaron Rodgers again? Yes. Like, that's why you give it to Matt Ryan. Well, that was yeah, dumb. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, was a dumb, that was a dumb thing that people – No, I don't uh, – that was a dumb thing, but it was brought on by what was happening on the field. I think it was legitimate to criticize him. Now, it was crazy to say, like, to take the – take meter up to 11 you know then to be like are we ever gonna see him again you know it has is he done or whatever that was crazy but it was fair to criticize how he played in the first month or so of the season i know but it was unfair to expect that he was to not expect that he was going to right the ship yep it's over for him yeah Yeah. Yeah. the most the most interesting picture up there is matt ryan 
because he is going to be the MVP of the league. He had to play with an ineffective Julio Jones, with an injured Julio Jones, with an injured Tevin Coleman. Like, there were a lot of issues on that Falcons offense, and it just hummed along all season long. It's the best offense in the league. That's why Harmon's got a point here, because you can't count on an offense that explosive. They scored 71 more points than the second-place team. You know, that's insane. So where does he fit into this conversation? To me, he's third, So Rodgers and Brady are one and two, although Ike – uh, advocated with a little black and gold came through. He put seven yeah. ahead of Rodgers. Uh, that's insane. No. Yeah, that that's little, just I insane. Mean, not insane. It is. This it is year he's insane. Fit. Today it's, on January, what is today? The 13th, 12th? That's insane. That's today. crazy. This season, yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking Russell Wilson over him. He would be fourth, Roethlisberger fifth, and then Dak sixth. Well, hmm. yeah, there was some. So, so Alex Smith is seventh. Wait a second. Sure. Wait a second. Uh, hey, by the way, Alex Smith is didn't have that great the, a year either. Like, no. it was not Ryan. as good a year as he did a year ago. Yeah, I, fine. Especially the first few months. Fifteen of the year. and eight yeah. for Alex Smith, making mostly safe safe throws, not exactly uh, dynamic. But so, wait, where did you have Matt Ryan, Rosen? He would be third, third. behind Brady. Rodgers first, Brady second. Roethlisberger where? Four right now. Um, we're talking about the here and now. He's yeah, thrown today. seven picks the last four weeks. Okay. He has not had his best season. Behind Wilson? He's yeah. Behind fifth. Russell Wilson. Those wow, two are man. very close. That's so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very not close. debating that. I think what's, what is, as somebody who tries to push back on the thought that you have to have one of the so-called elite QBs to, to go deep into the postseason – in this year, clearly the I mean, even though with the That's comeback six in the top of the ten right there, the 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 workhorse running back and with the reemergence of Zeke and David Johnson and Levy and Bell and so on, it is interesting that the teams that are here, save Brock Osweiler's uh, Texans, are predicated offensively on the. I mean, well, that not well, predicated on that, yeah. But I mean, they have high end QB. But now wait, are we talking? That we get to pluck this QB and put them on whatever team? Like, are we taking the team? Because how about this? Let's if you tell me, I get to put Matt Ryan on the Steelers with with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. I don't feel like they they fall off all that much. No, I think no, they're no, so. That's what I'm how about That's this? Let's put, it, let's put it the way that uh, my my favorite way to put it. There is a game, and the only thing I can tell you about it is you get to pick the QB. I'm not telling you how good the defense is against you. I'm not telling you how good your O-line is, how good your skill guys are, what the weather's going to be, if it's in a dome, if it's snowing, if it's sunny. All I'm telling you is you get to pick the QB. Do it based on that right now. Who's the, I, th- put, I think that makes it even easier. All right, right? good. It's that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, that's Rodgers. Yeah. Same, right. yeah. Same answer. Yeah, it's not even close. Okay, Rogers. Yeah, it's won. close. Uh, I mean, Tom, yeah, it's Rogers or Tom, Brady. But Tom Brady's, I, you know, you can argue is one of the maybe the greatest quarterback of all time off of one of his best seasons. I mean, this this is the best I think he's played since 2010, which is outrageous at as 39 a, years. As old. a Steelers fan, I am obliged to point out that I mean, really think about it. Really pair it away in your what, brain. What are we thinking about? Do you really? I mean, are you really definitely taking all those other options? You're taking Matt Ryan over Ben Roethlisberger. The fate of the planet hangs in the balance. This is you have to bet all of it. Oh, now we're talking about the planet. That raises the stakes. Well, that's right. That's it. He's the planet. He's not been that good. Yeah. All right, he's so you're going to take ice. So the fate of the planet hangs in the world. You're taking Matt Ryan over Roethlisberger. I don't think yeah, you this, would this week. This no, year, just this week, things change. Yeah, this, People yeah. think this is a this just, week. Everyone's the same this is every a this year. This week, you said it's one game. They I play on Saturday, or Sunday. 
this place needs to be rigged by spring of, of 17. I want it rigged with a proper uh, lie detector because I think there's some lying going on here. I, I don't like I, Jive I, I, in <laughs> Studio 66, and I'm I'm being overwhelmed by Jive right now. We're you wouldn't take Matt Ryan over Ben Roethlisberger with the fate of the planet hanging in the ben back. You just wouldn't. Ben I, he was in a boot. He's thrown right. seven interceptions the last couple weeks. It's here, been I'm the th- Lev Bell show. I'm throwing this at you both right now. Jerks! <laughs> Take the blaster. That's what you did. You yeah. earned it. I didn't do that to you. Thankfully, you're a stormtrooper and it missed. <laughs> I'm still standing here coming at you. No, those are accurate blasts. By <laughs> only Imperial. I don't remember even yeah. what Kenobi says standing by the uh, the charred remains of the Jawas there. Whew, that was dark. That was t- tough stuff. Let's it start was. the show. All right. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the DDFP. And again, we're presented by McDonald's. Mick Cafe. Go get you some coffee, some mocha. You know what? While you're there, do it. Get the hash brown in its own personal little paper sleeping bag. You'll thank me. Oh, <laughs> also, a lot of people thanking me in social media because they put in the request all day breakfast had not reached our friends to the north. And uh, now oh, really? it is available in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah, I pulled some strings. I put in a call to Grimace. He took care of the rest. And uh, <laughs> and now you have it. You're welcome. I propose. Really? Now, I would assume that would have been a Mayor McCheese decision. I was going to say, you went to decision. Grimace. No, this was this was a subcommittee. Okay. The, uh, Too slovenly. I didn't think you'd yeah, be the kind of guy that'd get it done. Yeah. I propose now, as payment for this great uh, move that I did for Canada, I would like them to make an egg McMuffin that uses Canadian bacon and puts a hash brown inside the the English muffin, and it's called the Lemieux. Or call it the Mick Lemieux. Mm. How about that? We'll see. Money doesn't like it. So, sounds all right, delicious. we'll move on. I, I mean, it, it sounds is, good. The NHL All-Star Game is, is coming up here in L.A. Right. So you would like to think they may be able to deliver something like that surrounding that fine event in our city. Greg Rosenthal and Matt Harmon <clears throat> do not have intros here on uh, on the DDFP. We'll try to resolve that at some point huh? soon, certainly for you, Harmon. You know, you really you've become a fan. I was going to say a fan favorite, but. Yeah, I don't know about fans, but I'm here a lot. Yeah, fans here. I don't know if anyone likes me being here. People are aware. Yeah. They're aware. They they know I'm here. Of all the people. You've been on the show. There's a lot of of heat. Of all the people that come on DDFP, you are one of them. There is a lot of heat, I will say, between the the fantasy guys in our podcast and and my role with this podcast. Oh, yeah. they, They are not. Pleased about it, particularly. They're really? not pleased. Yeah, well, they, they're jealous. They're they they're they, they believe that this is my. They call this my favorite podcast. They're like, oh, you're going to do your favorite podcast, and well, you're going to do us. Well, I mean, I, they're I mean, like, you promote this one more than ours. I'm like, well, well they, yeah, they put us nice on video and all that. And if wow. fantasy live, go check out the great Gelhar and Co. and uh, Marcus Grant. And I also throw them a bone by being there too. That's right. You, know? you take care of them. You're a generous Listen. spirit. That's for sure. Don't let them. Let's in the meantime. Harmony. Right. Celebrate drive that truck. Celebrate uh, one half of uh, the finest mm. radio show in all the land. Petros and Money available on AM 570 here in Los Angeles. Otherwise, iHeartRadio, here he is, everybody. The future voice of NFL films, if That's I have anything to happen. say about it. Matt Money Smith. Mm. Chicago guy, and he hosts the NFL Fantasy Live. 
When the season winds up, Money, I really do want to dig in on your thoughts about, because we've talked a lot off the air about uh, radio hosts and the approach they take and the philosophy. And after yep. that great national championship game, by the way, where did that one come down for you in your all-time That was great. It's a great. I mean, it was, it was, but last year was great. You know, that that's, I think, what well, people this forget. One was better. I this think one this was, one was Yeah, better. this one was better, but last year was great. I mean, this one had a little bit of a lull there. There were some three and outs going on with, with Alabama true. for about a 10 to 12-minute football time span in there. But it was great. I mean, the, the final 10 minutes were unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, as much as you can ask with the stakes. Really fun, yeah. The, that the, high. The back and forth. I would put Second down and nine. Nebraska-Miami, eight, uh, the January 1, yes. 84, Kosar versus uh, Turner Gill and company. That was my favorite game ever. And then the Texas. You know, people always say the USC-Texas game is the best game it ever. It was great. It was great. But to me, the more entertaining game that year was USC-Notre Dame. That was the be- that was that was the with the fourth down play. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, this the though, the whole game, I was, beginning um, end was dynamic. I, but see, think about so I was on the sideline for that game because I was covering it. It was at the Rose Bowl, that national championship game. And when they take you to the sideline, they have a designated spot for whatever you know. You're a member of the media, and they tell you where to stand. I happened to be standing on the Texas sideline. Uh, right next to the players. So I was almost – just imagine you're kind of part of the team because right next to you is the bench where some guys are in the cool zone and that's going on. So I, um, as you have the fourth down play that goes bunk, you have the Ting brothers inexplicably in that game that had their mitts on an interception that would have ended that game for USC, but they're so stupid. they slap, I don't know which Ting brother it was, so I blame them both. Slaps mm. the ball down to the ground. <laughs> and then you have the drive, the Vince Young drive. Prior to that drive, Vince Young gave his rally the troops speech right next to me. Mm. So I am wow. standing there as he pulls this stool, wow. stands on it to give himself some, some elevation to talk down to these guys. And it was inspiring. Like, it was wow, pretty awesome to be right there to hear this. At these guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take it right up their throat. We're going to take it in their backyard. I want you to look at all that cardinal and gold, and I want you to recognize that they are going to be sad walking out of this place. Their heads are going to be hanging, and all of these people behind you in this white wow, and this burnt crazy. orange, they're going to celebrate us forever. And I was like, oh, this is unreal. P.S., just block for me, guy. I'm just going to run the Yeah, I will run. Just... Now, Thomas is going to get a couple <laughs> wow. passes, my tight end. He's going to get two or three because I don't ever look to my wide receivers, but I'm going to run the heck out that of it. That makes me love win. Vince Young even yeah, more. Was pretty Vince great. Young, it was great. Football gods didn't treat Vince Young right. There's he. There was more meat on that bone. Some, some guys, guys are college. You know, some guys are just no, great college no, he had, quarterbacks. But he, he, had, he had, had his moments in the NFL. Rookie of the year. Moments, yeah. Rookie of the year. Yep. All right. Uh, also, oh, can I make a shameless plug? Please. Something we did on the radio show yesterday because you have such a dedicated following that I would like your, your listeners and viewers of the DDFP to perhaps help us out. Mm. We discovered that the Rams were operating um, – I would say at a below professional level with their search for their head coach through their Twitter feed. They have a show that is called the search. They have a hashtag called the search as they try to find a head coach for their four and 12 team. So we decided to help them out a little bit because it didn't seem like too many people were embracing the hashtag. So we requested our listeners on the Pedros and Money Show to come up with some candidates um, using the hashtag, the search, to help the Rams out. So I was hopeful that maybe, just in case, in the last 24 to 48 hours, we have overlooked anybody. The um, Hey, it looks like Greg Rosendahl's helping you out right now. Go ahead. Weigh in well, with one. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking here. the search. They've got, they've got some good candidates from your listeners. Hugh Dancy from the movie The Co- Coach. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, in his role in Angels in the End Zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll be happy to awesome. know, Damashek, I, I lobbed out Coach Comet 
from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with the oh, cap boy. whistle around He's his He's a neck. jerk! But, he, but, hey, the search. you got to uh, turn over every stone. You know, you know, Coach Finstock from Teen Wolf was, uh, uh, was a popular submission. So, he's... please, DDFP, if you want to use hashtag the search on Twitter, if you could do that, that Coach would be Finstock's great. Coach Finstock's the best, yes. Hashtag uh, the search. The search. All right. Yes. Uh, definitely do that. And uh, you know what? Why don't you wrote Rosenthal for football, baby? He knows how to win games, or at least uh, divine who's going to win. 700. 150,000 people watched them on Facebook yesterday. Which How about is, that? Well, I mean, impressive. it's kind of fun, but then it's also kind of like, hey, the old man's toiling all week. <laughs> well, you put yourself it's, in the in the segment, right? No. No, you should. Off camera. Just yeah, your sometimes, voice. Sometimes. Which I ask is, him to you know, choose, and he does the rest, although he did have his first lo- – imagine that, his first losing week. Oh, no. Um, oh. In, all year was uh, in the wild card round. So he showed up in Austria. He was in Australia at a cricket match. Oh. Now people are just sending pictures of him watching the games at home. With uh, on TV, Iceland. They don't go to the games. Oh. oh, look at that one! Made his way with the twelves out to Seattle. Let's get him into Arrowhead, uh, enemy territory this week. Football, baby. Those picks will be available for you in front of the games there. Best tailgate in the NFL, by the way. Oh man, not it's even what? close. Arrowhead. I best I bet, tailgate. I bet, not even close. I bet it's pretty lit. I've never yeah. been there. I bet it is great. I mean, it really it blows your dome. Even Lambeau. You yes, wow. better than Lambeau because Lambeau's scattered. You know, it's right in the middle of downtown Green Bay, so you have different lots that everyone. This is one massive lot, and there are so many of those giant barbecues just mm. rolled out. You know, that are being pulled in, towed in behind <laughs> pickups that are rolling in that parking lot. It really yeah. is. The San best. Diego is pretty good. San Diego's good. What we should do is, and I said this a year ago, and we didn't put it together. I was talking to Greg Olson on this show. It's a name drop, but it was within the, the Studio 66 walls. Not like we were uh, on the phone talking uh, talking about we, we, we got hang it. out this weekend. Anyway, we, we, we got it. Point is, like I was asking him about tailgates, and like because I asked Jamal Charles this once too about uh, going into Arrowhead. Do you ever smell the smokers and get distracted and you get so so hungry you oh, yeah. can't focus on the ball game? And they both said, yeah. And I said, what, what's your best tailgate? <laughs> and then I realized, to talking to Greg Olson, oh, yeah, you're always playing in the game. You never have tailgated. Oh. <laughs> These guys, most pro football players have never been to a tailgate. We have to remedy that. I think we should spend the like whole Like you get Greg season. Olson with you, you go to Arrowhead for the playoff game, and mm. he gets to tailgate Wouldn't with the Chiefs. Wouldn't that be a great That'd be time? great. That would that be great. Would be fun. Or we just have a tailgate for whatever reason, whatever lame reason we uh, we we come up with in the spring or summer or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the Sparks are playing at Staples Center whatever. downtown. That's and they have a I've, I've tailgated the Galaxy games before. There you go. It's like, yeah. ma- it's at, like at make the a Chargers wish. new home. Yes. Yeah, but bringing professional athletes experiences they couldn't <laughs> yeah. otherwise have. Look at that. What a what a noble cause. Yeah, that w- listen. That would be a good time because uh, nothing like uh, nothing nothing. Like, but the one guy I did ask, Ike Taylor, I said, Ike, you've never been to a tailgate. He said, No, I used to go to tailgates before the game. <laughs> so I can see that. <laughs> I can totally see I that. I laughed because. I assumed he was joking. He's not joking. Uh, he wasn't kidding. No. no, he would pull his car and then go, yeah, and my guys. I would always go and see the same guys right there. I knew a lot, whatever. It would <laughs> Before what the a, game. Give me a bratwurst and what then a, head into the what game. What a guy. Yeah. Ike Taylor. Couple beers, couple brats, into the game. Hey, as uh, – uh, Oh, there he is. Uh, <laughs> the uh, – um, you, know, you know I I'm vain. We've talked about that, it's right? It's been discussed here on the program. I was wondering what you were struggling with, what direction you I'm were not going a, there. Because I'm not a narcissist, 
but I am vain, and my vanity requires your attention, and it requires constant Kevin, attention. It required Kevin Harlan's attention when he visited us uh, a couple of days ago here via Skype, and so of course, like a like a jerk, I asked him to make a a, a football call involving uh, Damashek, and uh, here were the results. Damashek is under center. He looks over a nickel secondary right now. It's third and goal at the seven. Damasek drops back to throw, breaks a tackle, cuts to his right. Now cocks his arm and fires a line drive into the caught. Damasek with a belt high cram underneath the crossbar, heavily covered, and they've got the lead. All right, we got a little loose at the back the end on, on the on the pronunciation, best. but so what? I love Kevin Harlan. We we had this discussion when we were doing our Wait, greatest. Damasek threw the ball to Damasek. That's yeah. what happened, well, friend. Hey, Griffey and Griffey, they sat right next to each other on that Mariners bench. It's his yeah. it's his kid. He's well, the old not, man quarterback. The kid's the young, super I, quick receiver. I, I, I'm not surprised you fell into that trap. That that seems obvious money, but in mm. this case, actually, I didn't throw it to my son. I, I did throw it to my son. Oh, you did. And I caught yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all me. This is not, all about not, just kind of working through that in my head Dave. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's legal somehow. Don't worry about. Normally, it you hear people say, "I'm not a megalomaniac. I'm not egocentric. <laughs> just a narcissist." Rarely do you ever hear the, the "I'm not way. a narcissist. Yeah. I'm just vain." Nah, that there's really that doesn't work. You're you're either a narcissist or you're not. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, take the quiz of narcissism. All I'm right. not. I I don't have the. There's nothing wrong with it, Sheck. It's okay. I don't have the traits of hey, a narcissist. Hey, I have the traits okay. of a of a vain person. It's not your fault. He's kind of right. I'm down on myself. Not your I'm fault. not a. I don't think I'm great. Listen, it's not your fault yeah i i (laughs) I think i think he's no i my my professional opinion i think you're right about this thank you dr Harmon. all right let's get to it here's one of uh here's one of this vein guys see what you get for sticking up for him dismissed (laughs) i know i appreciate i wasn't even sticking up for him i'm just saying listen his flaw is very much in line with somebody who's vain but not narcissistic this show this show ain't all about me now one of the best ideas i've ever had is uh (laughs) is the loser bowl I feel, and by the way, there's some other big name people now all of a sudden floating this out and about about how they they think this would be a great idea, but th- they're presenting it as their own idea, which I resent, of course. You've been, been on this for a long while. Who is I, the, who are these people? Well, they don't, it doesn't make it there. No, one guy, st- our, our pal uh, Paulie from uh, the Dan Patrick Show, Paul Pabst, uh, stumbled into this and uh, gives yeah. me credit for it. Other people not as generous. And, mm-hmm. uh, Pabst is a great fellow, though. But now. This would be the two worst teams playing each other for the first overall pick. Winner gets it. Now, of course, there are a lot of people who say, well, why would they try? Well, you know, you coach, that's part of the game. I can see coach. the players' union really getting behind this. Sean O'Hare is a stinker. <laughs> the former Giants says no one would ever do this. No. But, of course, you would pay these guys, just like it would be a playoff game. You would get extra loot for participating in this game, and it would uh, help your team, and it would help your franchise. When would it be forward. played? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Well, you could do it. That's a good, that is a good question. Wild card weekend, or maybe you do it in the weekend in between the title games and the Super Bowl. I mean, imagine the ratings. People, you know, snarks. The ratings would be higher than the Pro Bowl, and the Pro Bowl gets good ratings. Well, who's coaching snarks the 49ers there? right now? What's that? Who's coaching this 49ers? Hey, <laughs> Why don't you take a look at hashtag the search? Plenty of options in there. <laughs> all of these, all of these are important elements of putting the game plan together. I don't know who John Goodman is. from Revenge of the Nerds. That's who's coaching. <laughs> that's yeah, who's get, coaching the Niners. Oh, wait, the Niners. Wait, we fired our coach already. We better get to that hashtag the search. And, uh, that's right. Maybe, maybe they maybe they run a fan <laughs> contest. A fan gets to coach the team <laughs> yeah, for the exactly. day. You know? Exactly. So, all right, here it is, the first ever actual loser bowl. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. 
Take it away. Here's the first half on the call. My buddy Smith doing the color, Greg Rosenthal and Matt Harmon. It's the Loser Bowl, 49ers versus the Browns. And you see the 49ers huddling up there for the pregame. Robert Griffin and Terrell Pryor warming up this first quarter. No score. Kaepernick and the 49ers with the ball. Second and eight. Kaepernick searches. Strike. Torrey Smith for a big game. Take another look at that. You see Smith with nice separation from the Cleveland secondary there. A couple plays later, Kaepernick, all kinds of time to pass. Goes deep. It's Smith again. One-on-one -on -one coverage, and how about that 50-50 ball? Oh, it goes to Jamar <laughs> Taylor. You get another look at that. Tari Smith perhaps could have fought a little bit harder for that ball. Should have started Gabbard. Said that in the pregame, money. Yeah, you know, a lot of people speculated that would be the move. Instead, it was Kaepernick. Now, here are the Browns trying to get things going. Ooh, Isaiah Crowell wears it right there. Griffin rolling right, throws and airmails his receivers. And things getting a little chippy out there. Gary Barnage and Amon Brooks getting a little heated. 42 seconds left in the half. Still no score. Griffin with time in the pocket. Rolls left. <laughs> Incompletion. <laughs> I don't know what that was, Mom. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. RG3 doing what RG3 does. Uh, the proprietor of the building in Resident Evil on one sideline. You know, you know, Money, I really got to wonder about Chip Kelly's motivation in this game on the sideline. Well, 30 seconds left. Griffin goes long. Prior and oh, swatted away. Hugh Jackson. Uh, very accurate looking that with looks, the scar on that, the, uh, that the looks left eyebrow there. How about that? that zero, zero. Boy, really compelling first yeah. half there. Of the first <laughs> half. It is the loser bowl. I can only zero, imagine zero. what happens. Zero. They, they, did, uh, they spared no expense, of course, appropriate for the loser bowl. Who else would be the halftime show? Take it away. They're hitting the stage. It's the Dave Matthews Band. Oh. <laughs> what a show. Second half, 0-0. Zero, zero. I feel like that was a jab at me. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a jab was. at you. That's that definitely was. That's really rude. And all their fans. Yeah, yeah and all their fans. You being one of them. That's Listen, really man, you go to a DMB show, it's the hottest chicks you'll ever see, bro. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now that, there. I've never said that going to Ah, hang out in the lawn, and there's just chicks everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> they play Ants Marching, dude. I'll tell you, it gets loose. Satellite. This is no longer my favorite podcast. <laughs> you, you, Jackson, was like, hey, guys, you know what? I want to get you right mentally, but you know what? I think Dave and yeah. company can do it better for you. Satellite. <laughs> now go get him. It's always, that's the one song you always come back to. Here we go. Disturbing. Second half action. Take it me, away, but man. That's just me. All right, here we go. Second half in the Loser Bowl. 49ers versus the Browns. 0-0. Zero, zero. Jackson Griffin talking. Browns ball. Third and one. Crowell oh. stopped short, and we are still scoreless. Now, first and 10, 49ers just past midfield. Kaepernick looking deep. End zone incomplete. Targeting oh, Torrey like Smith. It. Same drive now, fourth and one. Phil Dawson's kick. Of course it falls. Wow. <laughs> oh, right off the crossbar. Revenge yeah, game for Kelly, as we look at the replay, cannot believe it as we are still Scoreless. This is a Madden simulation, and they're actually playing a 0-0 zero, zero game. Browns with the ball. Griffin with time. Oh incomplete. Boy. Same drive, third and six. Griffin incomplete. Next play, Browns lining up. Punt. Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> what is going on in this game? But there's a flag. There's uh, a flag on the play. Oh. This may not stand. Let's get back and find out. God forbid we have a score in this game. You see the block right there, this scoop and score. But there is a flag on the field. Well. What's the call? Review it. That's going to stand. 
<laughs> now it's Brown's ball. Griffin, Barnage, nine yards. Next play. A lot this on the line here for the Browns. This is where RG3 does his best work here. And you this see is where RG3. he tanks the game so they can't take a pick number one. Complete. We got a first down. Same that's drive. On that's on Hugh Jackson. If he starts the QB who doesn't want to win the game, that's on Hugh. Now Griffin with all kinds of time looking downfield. He's got Corey Coleman and incomplete. But there's a flag. <laughs> there is a flag. And it looks like we got P.I. P.I. We'll extend this drive. We've got just a minute nine left like in the fourth call. quarter. Let him play. <laughs> Tremaine Brock with the penalty. Automatic first down the for the Browns. Looks like the T-1000. 54 seconds now for the Browns to tie it up and extend this beauty into overtime. Oh, reception. Seth DeVale, or Valve. What's his name? <laughs> to the five. DeVal, Griffin, Crowell. What do we got here? We got uh, three yards per attempt. Three yards per attempt. seconds left. Third and goal. 23 seconds of county. Griffin with a snap. Time in the pocket. Crowell, touchdown, oh. Brown. <laughs> That's Guess right. What the world Cause for overtime. celebration. <laughs> you know who's in shock, gentlemen? Chip Kelly. That's you. Loser bowl tied up at seven in this one. I came back for this. It's going to overtime. Chip. This one is going to overtime. Pardon my mistakes on the shot sheet there. I was a little mixed <laughs> up with which uh, play actually had the penalty. Satellite. <laughs> Do we have to endure the overtime? We may as well. Deep, deep right, we Let's see who gets the first over. To overtime we go. The loser bowl. 49ers versus the Browns. The first pick is on the line. Not pictured. David Griffin came out for two. Going long. Prior <laughs> incomplete. Uh. Eric really Reed on the replay with the big mitt swatting it away. 49ers now with the ball. Third and four. Kaepernick. Chandrone. Shake. Make. Oh, what a move. Make some moves down the right sideline. Phil Dawson, is he going to dagger his former team? Wow. We've got just 20 seconds left in OT. Kaepernick dumps it off to Dewan Harris. He gets near the first down marker. Time ticking down. This is really when you see your best players show up here. Dewan <laughs> Harris. Four seconds left as that clock continues to move. It's at seven right now. Here we go. What are the 49ers doing, by the way, as we watch the replay? Dewan Harris. Oh, all he had to do was cut outside there. You see the block, but it gets Harris. tripped up. Clock's still running, by the way. Down to five. Oh, no. Four. No, oh, Capri. Oh, Let's no, speed it up. No. What? Oh, they couldn't get Phil Dawson on the field, and the loser bowl ends in a tie. That's the end of the game? The end so of the game. we so who's, absolutely who, who's picking number one? I don't know. Is Boy. it the team that can recite the most DMB lyrics? I'll tell you who. They're actually leaving the field. There's don't a handshake there. Playing? That's right. Way to go. Nice tie. <laughs> well. That was an actual Madden simulation, and it actually ended in a tie. And it was the most hideous football game yep. I've ever seen. And you have now found your answer as to why they will never play the loser bowl. <laughs> I, I have. Let to me tell you what. Be delightful if they would. If they played that, I'd watch the you hell out of it. Yeah. Hey, I got a bust in here. When we were taping the simulation, I walked out and saw just a group of people standing around a little monitor really? watching the end of the game. How about that? Well, Once that pump block happened, <laughs> wow. it got real. Talking about Colin Kaepernick's lack of professionalism as he throws the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, 49ers. Nerds. All right, let's get to it. It's time to make our divisional round picks. Red Challenge flag style with the Red Challenge flag picks. Red, Red Challenge, Challenge flag picks. picks. 
Okay, and don't forget to watch the NFL Pick'em Show, 9.30 a.m. Eastern this Saturday morning coming at you. You'll learn all the winners, or you could listen uh, here, and you'll learn them here and now. Let's start off. This is the one we're starting with. We're starting with the big one. We're starting with the biggest of them all. Packers-Cowboys? The biggest football game played since uh, last saving that one to the last? Field. I think we're just doing it in chronological order, aren't we? Can we do any? Can we do any games that we want Bartlett in order? I think we should. Uh, we should. We're gonna go in the order that you have them laid out here. All right. Before we do that, I do want to show you quickly. I missed this tweet somehow, but uh, a member of the Czech Republic, a proud citizen, yep. uh, sent us this. Um, Amrit Byrne let us know that he uh, that she made this game board as a Christmas present for her husband, inspired by the Red Challenge mm. flag pick segment on the DDFP. It's That's a nice. handsome item. I don't know how that it works exactly, but it. But yeah, it's, it's got all the display. helmets. Yeah, it's a display. I guess it's a piece of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's got red challenge flags on it and everything else. Yeah, awesome stuff. Thanks for sharing that, Amrit. Um, Even and, as a Jew, you support this sort of Christmas present. Oh sure. Oh sure. Oh, you do. What the hell the right is to... a matzo ball? <laughs> Chaz Barkley. Oh yeah. Asking me what, what a matzo. How is this? Do I have the right angle on this? I just oh. to. Uh, what do you got here? Oh, uh, someone brought a Shecky award. I'm gonna make sure that uh, before we do the red challenge flag picks, all of you are aware that. Uh, okay. Yes, right there. That seems like an intimidation move, but I'm not intimidated. All right, we'll, we'll see about that. Off we'll see about in that. In Arrowhead, and you know what? I'm gonna start with the boss here. Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, choose. I choose the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, ah, yeah Peppering you with the challenge flag. And no one else is no going to throw it. it. We're with them. No one else is going to take the Pittsburgh no. Steelers. We're Fine. With them. Money, explain yourself. Well, uh, my explanation would be that the Chiefs have been wildly underrated all year. If they play, if you watch the Chiefs' defense against the run, uh, they've been pretty good, especially in their base defense. They have pretty been pretty. You are not going to see 10 straight handoffs to Le'Veon Bell in a 10-minute drive or 11, whatever it was, for a touchdown. That's just not going to happen against this defense. I have not been all that enamored with Ben Roethlisberger as of late, and I just believe in that pass rush. I believe in that defense, and I believe in Arrowhead. And I think this is the year, not to mention, just quickly, and then I'll let you weigh in, Harmon, uh, or whichever direction Dave wants to go, Andy Reid. I mean, look at Andy Reid's record. When you give Andy Reid is kind of like, you know, a bye week. He has a bye week. What is he, 19 and 2? I don't, I I mean, I don't know. I think it's something like that. It's ridiculous. It's like a 900 win percentage. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean on that. That's the, uh, to me, that's the scariest number out there. Hmm. Harmon. It definitely is. I I think, especially the Steelers offense, you know, we like, I don't really like home and home and road splits, but it's been such a long extended stretch with how they haven't shown up on the road, especially uh, with the, with the chiefs defense being as good as it is, or at least as opportunistic as it is. I think in Arrowhead, there's just, there's not a lot of matchups that clearly favor Mm. the Steelers in this one. Rosenthal. I think these are the two most balanced teams left in the entire playoffs, but that's why I like, I give the edge to Kansas city, at home because they can beat you so many different ways. And I kind of, you know, to your point about Ben Roethlisberger, throwing up some for grabs lately, and you got two of the best interception thieves in the business with Eric Berry and Marcus Peters. You get Justin Houston back for this game. I just think there's so many different ways they can win, whether it's with the pass rush, whether it's on special teams. Nothing would surprise me. But I, I, I just got a feeling about this Chiefs team. I'm kind of afraid of this Chiefs team. 
Well, I would be too as a uh, as a Patriots fan. I can absolutely see uh, that pass rush given uh, Brady Fitz. Uh, but uh, first, there's the small matter of this game. Here are the things I'm thinking about. First of all, um, the the to me the X factor for the Chiefs that can swing the game is Tyree Kill. I mean the the idea special teams. Yeah, if he I, you know there's nothing more of a gut punch, and I know the. 60 minutes is 60 minutes and all that. But in the postseason, especially if you get one, if you get those extra points somewhere along the way, that really feels like they feel even more monumental than they do in the, uh, in the regular season. So Mm -hmm. that's my big fear as a Steelers fan. Now, the other side of things is I think the way that the chiefs like to attack you happens to play into this, uh, what Belichick really instituted in the 21st century. And the Steelers finally caught on to, which is the so-called Ben don't break. They want to keep the the offense in front of them. What they're trying to stop you from doing is killing killing them with the big plays. If they have success doing that, that is the sort of uh, recipe that the that uh, um, Keith Butler desires for his team to try and create some turnovers. More snaps equals more possibility of turning the Chiefs over a little bit. Now, Alex Smith t- did turn the ball over. Um, he had a couple of really bad balls in in Pittsburgh. I think you throw that one out the window. Yeah, that's think... had some red zone interceptions this year. Not not his best year either. Also, nope. they don't. You know, they didn't have Justin Houston. So again, that that defense looks completely different with fifty out there. I also think though the thing I disagree with the 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 reason that I'll I'll hang my hat ever so slightly on Pittsburgh is I do think Levy and Bell can make hay against that. De- the Chiefs' de- rush defense has not been great, and I think they can they worse. can get it rolling. It, They're it, also missing it, Derek it, Johnson. Too. They are missing Derek Johnson. But the other thing that I did not bring up. Is is, I mean, a guy who has out-received many wide receivers. And that's the fact that no one has an answer. Travis Kelsey is operating, I'm not saying at a Gronk level, but pretty darn near a Gronk level right now is being uncoverable. There, There is no preparing, I don't think, for whatever Andy Reid has cooked up. You just got to hope it doesn't work. No team, no coach has had more of a variety of the things that they bring to each and every game. They break out plays you've never seen yep. before. Tyree Kill, I don't know if they'll let him do anything as a returner, but on offense between him and Kelsey and Macklin was making some plays in week 17 and looked like Macklin again. I think it's just a tough team to cover. I Listen, I hear you completely. I think this is... Uh, the one I, concern is their, ru- their their rush offense has not been good as yeah. of late. That's Where, the only, you know, if you have some three and outs there because they're not getting three, four yards on first and second down, that'd be my one concern given the Steelers offense too many yeah. opportunities. It is interesting, too. When guys emerge late in the season like that, there's not a ton of tape on, on these young receivers for Pittsburgh, a little bit more on Eli Rogers. But all of a sudden, Roethlisberger has these uh, Antonio Brown clones running all over the mm. field that... Uh, that's that, fair. That may give uh, may give even that mighty Chiefs defense some fits there. I do think Ryan Shazier has a chance of slowing down uh, Travis Kelsey, and if they survive that one, then he was brought in specifically. I feel like he's that he's mm. that linebacker who's capable of taking away even the best tight end in football. I thought uh, Gronk v Shazier might settle things in the AFC. All right, speaking of them Patriots, real quick because we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. No, we one. don't. Matt Harmon. Houston Texans, New England Patriots, choose. Don't waste anyone's time here. Patriots. Okay. Wake up and win. Let's uh, let's do it McDonald's style uh, here. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> that would have been quite an ironic That twist. would make news all over the New England area if you would throw that challenge flag, the boss betraying 12. Um, however, of course, no one in their right mind would do that, I don't think. Um, who is money – how do they get it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to turn to Rosenthal. I'm okay. sorry. He, you are the Patriots, He's the Patriots guy. guy. 
How what what is the X factor of this one? Who's the guy at the end of the game? They say, well, that that's your uh, game MVP. Dion Lewis is someone. I think maybe this is just you know conspiracy that they've almost been holding back in terms of his impact in the passing game because he mm-hmm. looks like Dion Lewis from a year ago. But you've seen James White doing a lot of the same things that Lewis did a year ago. Not you know lining up out, out wide. To me, Amendola's back, but Lewis being Lewis is a guy that's just going to be so tough to cover in this matchup, especially for their linebackers who I just saw. They're not, they're not great coverage linebackers. I think he's going to have a huge playoff run. The thing, what, what do we actually, uh, reception perception uh, author Matt Harmon, talk about uh, Michael Floyd and what you think he may continue. I mean, obviously he looked good in their uh, regular season finale. Do you expect him to loom large going forward? I mean, it's so hard to say because Chris Hogan's been like a 90-plus percent of the snaps player all year. Malcolm Mitchell missed the last week of the season, which got Michael Floyd on the field. And, you know, he made a couple of big impact plays, including not just his touchdown catch, but also the block he laid to spring – Edelman on the on the touchdown too so I think maybe they trust him but it, to me I, I don't know that those guys are going to be the big difference because they've got such good outside cornerbacks there in AJ Bouye and uh, Jonathan Joseph in Houston all right let's just move on here we don't I'm need to with favor that. that game Matt Money Smith ooh, 2012 I believe rematch in the same yep. spot there a gangbusters game that day I expect uh, the same this time around Seahawks Falcons. Oh, that's what we're going with? All right. This was a tough one. I changed uh, the email to Bartlett. I changed twice. Wow. Uh, Mm. Changed back. I did. So I started with the Seahawks, then I went to the Falcons, and I'm back on the Seahawks. Bah! All three. three. Wow. Appropriately red in favor of the home team. Yeah. It's it's, So do I start or you guys want to go? I'm going to let Matt Harmon go. This this is tough. I I can see why you – you waffled a little bit with it, especially because the Falcons' defense got a little bit better as the year went along, but they're certainly not like a, a real unit to be afraid of. Uh, but at the, And at the same time, that Seahawks defense has taken a big step back without Earl Thomas on the field. And I think we talked about how good the Falcons' offense is. I think they will be the the shining unit here. And the Seattle's offense, I'd love to think that Russell Wilson can go out and have a big game. Thomas Rawls showed really nicely last week too. But at the same time, they've been – just a mess up front when they're away from Seattle because I think they just can't get the calls off right or something. But the blocking in general has been a big problem on the road all year too. But at the same time, I just I can't see a way for Seattle to outpace the Falcons' offense in this. One. I hear you about you know and and really you know you brought up the one about Pittsburgh on the road and Seattle. I mean those trends are real. You know those I mean, you can overcome them in January, but now all of a sudden you're going to go into Atlanta and reverse a season long thing like that. I. I'm with you. The 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 thing to me is I could just see Michael I can see Michael Bennett and yep. Averill and all those guys really heating up Ryan. I could I, that that to me is uh That's I mean and that's what it is for me. Uh, you know and and just to steal from from something that uh that Baldy has been on all season long. Michael Bennett's the best defensive player in the NFL. If he's we right, talked about mm. Ike and I talked about that. It's funny when you when people start for whatever listing reason, off he doesn't get the recognition, but he is. And it's not like that Falcons offensive line is some sort of stout unit. And when you have one right. player yep. that can wreck yeah. everything, just and, a single player can wreck it all. And as good as he was last week, Frank Clark might have been their best yeah. player up front. Right. So suddenly you but got that's a product of Bennett. Right. You, know? you got three big time pass rushers. They got after Matt Ryan, yep. but that's one reason why I'm picking the Falcons is 
they got after Matt Ryan in Seattle, and he still delivered yep. a yep. ton of just beautiful balls. And yep. I just trust that offense more. This is one of the greatest defenses in NFL history over the last five years. This is about their toughest challenge that they've had on this run to go and play on a fast track without Earl Thomas. Right. It's asking a lot of them. I mean, I, I just love defenses where, and obviously the best ones, you just have every level. I mean, you have arguably the best inside linebacker in Bobby Wagner. You have arguably the best defensive lineman in, you know, argue, you know, at least in the conversation as a great cover corner in Richard Sherman, who I would expect mm-hmm. to shadow and try to get into the head of Julio Jones all day long. The obvious one is the absence of Earl, and, and that's what, it. What now? How much? All of an three levels. We right. can talk about Dick Sherman. We can yeah. talk about Cam Chancellor, and so on. But I mean, Bobby you, Wagner just makes the right read every play. Like I know, every but you know, I love play, the Jenga right theory. You take the wrong piece out, the whole thing implodes. It would appear that that's the case for the Seattle Might Seahawks be. defense. Mm. Is that Earl Thomas not being there, and I mean that favors Matt Ryan. Of course, what's he going to try to do? Yep. That uh, that's the reason. It's a t- it's, like I said, it's it the, the, the only Julio, one I struggled with. You put Julio in. Inside Sherman doesn't yep. trail yeah. him there. They did that the first time yep, around. Now now Thomas happened. isn't in the middle. Yeah, and right up the guy. Whereas I reject the result of the Steelers, Chiefs early in the season, and Packers and Cowboys early <laughs> in the season. I do think Seahawks, Falcons. <laughs> Is relevant. The Seahawks had them beat. I mean, the Falcons had them beat up in Seattle. Got to pick your spots. Listen, we've got to get Packers Seahawks. We've just got to get it. It's uh, got. It's got to happen. It, it, I don't it's know. Just, you know. It, Let's it decide if we will get it. Packers, Cowboys, choose. Let Harmon choose because he did the Texans, Pats. You know what I mean? He didn't All get right, a, he didn't a legitimate shot at getting some. Uh, I'm some wearing the. Flag I'm wearing the Ezekiel Elliott shirt, and I'm going with the Cowboys. I, I mean, there's nothing I'd like better than to take. I'm the well. only one again. I'm on the island here. I love it. I love Explain it. I'm on yourself, the island. Money. Explain yourself. I don't have to. Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Extending plays. I know, um, but no Jordy. That's the, I mean, you know. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I just, I know that he's been great and he has been the reason why those other receivers have flourished this season. Um, but I just, I, to me, and I get that Zeke ran all over him. And I get that that offensive line is the most dominant unit of any unit in the NFL. But it's just Aaron Rodgers, and it's the playoffs, and I do think they're going to score points because the Cowboys' de- defense is nothing to be excited about, and uh, and they're going to have to keep up. And I think you just you just feel it getting mm. tighter and tighter and tighter, and the anticipation, and it's Rodgers, and he makes one or two of those big plays, and you can feel it. I mean, there is something about being in – a stadium when you and and this is yeah. the best this is the best parallel I can make when the Dodgers beat the Cubs at Wrigley Field in that game two you could just sense that that place got so tight and Fenway it, was always like that and it you and it and it for whatever reason it spills over onto the field and the players get tight and it's just like, like oh. and the Cowboys are are totally like that this is a crowd yes. that only enjoys it when things are rolling they got to yeah, be up by three sure. touchdowns or let's you feel finish it. where we started then this is exactly what I'm talking about with the curse of Sposta. Yeah. Bucky Brooks, who was on that Jacksonville Jaguars team that went into Denver and pulled one of the biggest upsets in history, said you could feel when things started to go our way just ever so slightly – the air goes out of that joint, and it it, it and gets weird. It gets on yep. both sidelines. You start feeling it as the underdog, but you can feel on the other side that they're taking on the. Mm. I mean, let's just. I, I threw out this hypothetical to. <laughs> but Ike you're and taking Cynthia. the Cowboys. No, he's I, not. Uh, he didn't throw it at. He, he 
Yeah, I took I took Cowboys. No, and did not get thrown at. Yeah, I I, I only I was the only one thrown right. flat. Yeah, I'm because I'm going to say huh? that uh-huh. I, I do think Dez. Come gets on over them. to this I island, think, huh? Come on. I really over. I really want to take the Packers, but uh, but no Jordy is the reason that it swings it, for me. It's to, fair. To if the Packers but, even had like a league average defense. I think right. I might take the Packers right. because I uh, think that you talk or about, a legitimate running back or a number yeah. one receiver. Here's, I mean, here's what I'll say. I that's the thing. I think their I margin for error is so I'll, small. I'll have it both ways, though. I'm going to take the Cowboys, but <laughs> if, oh, of course. if let's say uh, Packers get the ball, they kick a field goal to start the game. Dak throws an early pick. Rodgers turns that into seven, and all of a sudden it's ten nothing. The joint will be will tight. That right. place will have yeah. no oxygen in it. Every, I mean, Dak was the feel-good story of 2016. Will be way in the rearview mm. mirror. What are you gonna do, Dak? It will not be like, hey, he's a rookie. He's a fourth-round pick. Isn't this sweet? No, I'm, no this is, win this game, man. Yep. Just like Tony Romo, one decade ago, 13 and three, they hosted the Giants. Uh. They were supposed to win. It was not a cute Cinderella. Where did this Romo come from? It was. What what's going on? Yep. Can't this, win the big one, Tony right. Romo. I'm counting. I'm going to this game. I'm yeah. excited about that. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm counting on the Packers defense not getting stops throughout, so that that doesn't come into play. That if they that Zeke if, runs rampant, if they force two or three punts, that would be a good good day for them because they've got matchup problems everywhere. I mean, you've got Ladarius Gunter and Demarius Randall on the outside. You've got whoever they're going to put at, at linebacker, like Jake Ryan, you know, Martinez, like trying to cover Cole Beasley and Witten doing I just think they have so many answers. All they're right. just physically Four dominant. Four that's all. That they'll just yeah. keep Four's the ball a- moving all game, and that way – it's back and forth. It's close in the fourth quarter and all that sort of thing. Now, wait a minute. But you, you don't gonna, want to be in close in the fourth quarter. If you're the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are doomed. I, mean, I, think, they, uh, I think they need to I, play with a 10-point cushion throughout that that's game. Right. That's how I, I feel. Because now Sunday you're asking that. Dak Prescott to have to make plays in, in order I to win a game. I do like it. Why not? I'm not saying he can. I'm just saying you know Aaron Rodgers I mean, listen, Matt Harmon's 12 years old. But Harmon, I mean, but Rosendahl, I would expect more of you. I'm at least double that. What, what, I, the, I, was, I remember that 2000. Well, he's done it all year. He's a rookie. He's never been there. No rookie has ever taken his right, team to but a Super Bowl. He has as much support as you can possibly have so for ben a rookie. Roethlisberger. He did. I mean, that's a, it's a, that's a fair, that's a fair comparison. I don't think, I think the NFC playoffs kind of match up well for him if that they're not going to have to play a great defense. The Cowboys, you can make a better case, can do a little bit of what the Giants did. By the way, you know, Aaron Rodgers was four for 11 for 32 yards and three terrible sacks early in that game. They have a secondary, they have depth. They can keep them in front of it. I mean, they, the Cowboys have a little more going defensively, I think. Than and I might be 12, which I'm not. But uh, oh, listen, it's a, it's not good to be young. Yes, it's better. It's a be little better to be older than done. twelve. But anyways, all you've done in your Dak, years, Dak, Dak Prescott has not only just played well all year; he's also been able to identify other teams' weaknesses. I mean, if it's a situation where they don't need to force the ball to Dez, he's thrown it to Cole Beasley or Jason Witten. Right. If it needs to be a big Dez, Dez game, it's right, been a big game. Dez game. That's I'm sure that's what Jason Garrett and everybody else. Another game. Another game. Huh? Just another yeah. game. Sure, it'll feel the same. I think they can talk themselves into that. 
Yeah, they're too. losing. Another um, game. They're losing as they walk into the locker room at halftime. Sure, another game. Who did you pick in this, anyways? You're I just riding both sides like of the fence. You. All right. This yeah, is ridiculous. I'm telling yeah. you. Let that act like, well, this is obviously the better team, and they're the number ones. Oh, they're playing the music. They hey, want us to hey, finish up here. Hey, Rook, it's just another game. We're just another team. Just, Matt it's Money just the Smith. Dallas Cowboys. That's There's all this no is. team like the one on the DDFB. They did great work on Eternal Red Zone. Make sure you check that out. NFL.com slash DDFP to get yourself right for the playoffs. Matt Money Smith, Matt Harmon, Greg Rosenthal, thanks for the time. See, now the music's just about out. Now I have to go beyond it. And that's yep. embarrassing to you guys behind the glass. Mm. All right. So, for everybody who I just mentioned, Emma VP, Ryan Bartlett. There it is. Upper back. We're back. The Play that Pirate, hit again. Play that David hit again. Lara, Spaghetti, and all the rest. Enjoy divisional round, everybody. Yep. Except you, Ryan Bartlett. You stink, and your Chiefs do, too. I like that. That's a good-looking rugby shirt. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.